The information provided in this podcast episode is for education and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional and should not be considered or used as clinical or professional consultation. With that said, here is a taste of what you will get in today's episode. Community is how we relate. It's how we thrive. Um, It's just really who we are and what we do. Now keep listening to today's episode because there are some cultural jewels that I am dropping on y'all. And of course, thank you so much for your support. Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Walk a Day in My Culture. This is a podcast where I help you increase your cultural awareness by simply talking with you about the daily experiences I have as a Black woman. I believe by you all hearing my experiences, you can hypothetically walk a day in my culture, which helps you to literally walk on the path of increasing your cultural awareness. And if you happen to be a Black listener, hey boo, I hope you feel validated and seen as you listen to this episode. So with that said, let's get into today's episode, which is entitled A Community of Color. Okay, now listen, before we start, I will address the elephant in the room. And I know it's been six weeks since I posted a podcast. Listen, I'm not going to apologize for being absent because y'all that listen to this podcast, you listen to it because I keep it real. And the real is I have been busy and still adjusting to life with two little children. Um, And, you know, that's that's an adjustment. And yes, for those of y'all thinking, well, ain't that baby almost a year? Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir, she is. And your points. Motherhood and parenthood is a whole situation. It's a blessing, but it's a whole situation. And don't even try to throw in other things that you're trying to accomplish in life besides parenting. So you're going to be adjusting for a minute. And so, you know, my oldest is in preschool now. She got her own little life. Listen, child, they had some homework that they brought home last week. So she had a little homework packet that she had to do over the weekend. And like I said, my little, my, my second blessing of joy, she will be a year in about two weeks. And I can't believe it. And with that year comes a very active little baby because she's trying to keep up with her, her sister. And so, yes, it, it be taking a while sometimes to post the podcast. But I'm going to post as I am able. If y'all notice for like the past several months, maybe even a year or so, at the end of my episode, I say until the next time we chat. I used to say until next week, right? But I'm keeping it real. The goal is to do a podcast weekly, but the goal is also to give y'all good content that you will enjoy and for me to not overwhelm myself and be over here trying to be the whole strong black woman, you know, black girl magic. Y'all know I don't subscribe to none of that. So anyway, (laughs) now that that is out the air, 
Again, today's episode is entitled A Community of Color. And as always, my episode is inspired by an experience I had. And this time that experience was at Costco. Yes, the good old Costco. So let me tell y'all the story and paint the picture for you. If this is your first time here, just know I tell stories and I think that's how I keep y'all engaged. I think y'all like my little stories. So if this is your first time, welcome. I'm glad to have you listening. I hope you come back and just sit back and enjoy the story. So like I just said, you know, my little one or my oldest is in preschool. Um, and it's not a big thing, you know, it's not like a whole five days a week, all day. Like that's, we not doing that. Um, and for those people out there that do that, listen, no judgment here, but for me with my schedule and the things that I do and how I like to work, I have the ability to, you know, navigate some things. And so I can kind of work and fix my schedule to where she doesn't have to be in school all day. But I say that to say, um, she's only there for three hours. And so I had to drop her off and I was like, I'm going to Costco cause I cannot with Instacart and they upcharging like with the economy right now, nobody have time for that. So I set myself on a journey to take this little baby, strap her to me and head on to the Costco. And I was like, I could do this in this three hour time span. And I did, right? But what inspired this story was what happened as I was leaving the store. So again, painting the picture for you, I got Grace strapped to me. Um, and you know, I'm pushing my little basket. Well, it wasn't a little basket, but I was pushing my basket to the car, getting the trunk open. I had left the stroller at home on purpose because it just wouldn't have been no space for the stuff that I had. And so that's why baby was strapped to me. And so I was loading the stuff in the car and this man came up to me and he approached me very slowly. Cause you know, we living in crazy times. And so I'm like, what? And so he, he approached really slow. And from a very far distance, he said, can I help you load your trunk? And I was like, yes, thank you. And the the thing about it was he wasn't being a creep he wasn't trying to flirt or be any anything weird he was an older man he wasn't like super old but he was older than a little bit older than me and he just really was being genuinely nice it touched my heart so much um because i was trying to hurry up i had the baby strapped to me i wasn't gonna strap her in the car and leave her in the car while i was trying to load the stuff because i would have to take the basket back and i wouldn't leave my baby in the in the car like again people crazy you know i folks be stealing cars and not realizing babies is in the car like i just i wasn't taking the risk so grace was gonna stay strapped to me while i was putting this stuff in the trunk and it just warmed my heart because I was like, people are not nice like that anymore. And when I tell you he was genuinely being nice, all he asked was, can I help you put the stuff in the trunk? He didn't talk. He just loaded the stuff. He kept his distance because, you know, we still we still in COVID. And the only thing he did was he gave me my eggs and bread. And he was like, maybe you can put this in the front. And he loaded my whole trunk for me. And I just was like, 
that was the sweetest thing. And then what made it even sweeter as I, he, he even put my basket back, right? And so as I'm looking at this man, he put the basket back. By the time he put my basket back, um, I had strapped Grace in the car and he kind of like double parked. And so I was like, well, do you want my park? And he's like, no, 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 I already have a park. And I just was so thankful. All I could do is just repeatedly say thank you to him. And as I was pulling off, what made this even sweeter was this man, he also had a kid in the car and a little kid. Like she might've been a little bit younger than Faith. So she looked like she was probably maybe two. So he had a baby too. And the fact that he stopped what he was doing with his baby in the car to help me get my stuff so I can get my baby in the car. Again, I can't say how many times it touched my heart. And you probably like, what's your point today, Narissa? Like, what's the point? Listen, I'm not gonna keep you long, but the point is as people of color, we need community and it is who we are. This man was a Latino man and he stopped what he was doing to help me. Mind you, there was a white woman sitting on her, the, the trunk of her car, just lost in her phone. Lost, 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 lost. Ain't offered to do nothing. And I'm not saying she needed to offer, but it just shows the parallel process. And then when he came up, she was like, oh my God, I probably should just offer to help, right? And I was like, oh no, it's fine. And come to find out, she just was in her own world because she had locked her keys in the car. But again, it just kind of goes to show like the difference in people of color sometimes. And I'm not saying all white folks is like that. And I ain't saying, you know, those of y'all who white and listening don't help people. But the fact that she was in a situation where she was kind of like, you can say in a, a pickle, so to speak, he was too, and so was I. He had a, a two-year-old in the car. I had a baby strapped to me. Her keys was locked in the car. I mean, listen, she could have offered, and she didn't even think of it until this other person of color comes up to offer to help. But again, I say that the point today is as people of color, I'm gonna say it again, we need community. It's who we are. Um, we are literally a community of color and that's just like who we are. But unfortunately, COVID has changed that sense of community that we have. Um, even though as people of color, it's how we relate, like community is how we relate. It's how we thrive. Um, it's just really who we are and what we do. And so I'm gonna take a little tiny, tiny, tiny break. Um, and then when I come back, I'm gonna give you all some tips on how to build community, either as a person of color, if you're not a person of color, if you know somebody that's a person of color. Again, community is really who we are. It's what we are about. And it is really how we are our best selves. It really makes us who we are. So I'm gonna take a little break. Y'all know what to do. Go get some water, Take a, get you a little snack, go to the bathroom, take a little break, but make sure you get comfortable so that you can come back and enjoy um, the rest of this show. And I shall be right back. So again, I am not gonna hold y'all long. Um, I'm gonna just jump right into just some tips that I have that I think will be helpful for you all in um, 
just building community, staying in community, um, and really being a community of color. Because again, for my people of color listening, we we really thrive off of community and we have to start getting creative with the times that we are in um, and how we can still hold on to community and still be safe at the same time. Because unfortunately, COVID ain't going nowhere, but we also need to have our community and we need to feel safe in being in community with other people, whatever your threshold is, whatever your um, level of risk taking is in regards to this virus, you still need to have community um, at whatever level you want to have it. So my first tip is make the connection personally. So find a way to connect with the people that you love um, the people that are already in your life, the people that are embedded in your life, the people who you really feel super close to and that you'd have a hard time if they weren't around. Find a way to connect, you know, whether it's on the phone, whether it is like a really quick or brief meetup outside um, or inside and kind of being maxed up um, or maybe taking a test prior to meeting whatever works for you, just find a way to connect with the people in your life and the people that you love. Um, Sometimes I know a lot of people prefer not to talk on the phone and prefer to meet in person. But if that is your only means of being able to connect with somebody that you love and care about, I would say not to throw that to the wayside, right? You can still have a really good connection with somebody who you care about on the phone. I know a really close friend of mine recently moved um, out of state and listen, child, I was like, girl, don't go. And girl, if you listening, hey, how you doing? We, you know, we'll talk soon. Um, But it was just really difficult and the concern was, you know, our connection has always been face to face. Like when we really, really kick it and we really have a good time and we really connect and just kind of like fellowship. And with COVID that threw a wrench in things. And then when she moved, that just made it worse. But ironically, we have talked on the phone um, a lot more often. We've had a really, it's like we haven't missed a step, right? And that's because we've decided to keep the connection Like, you know, we still want our kids to know each other, um, our families, our husbands get along and all this good stuff. And so we've been able to connect um, and make that personal connection on the phone. And it's been it's been great. Right. It's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. And that is because we are still finding a way to connect, still finding a way to talk and still finding a way to like just bring joy to one another. So that would be my suggestion for you all. Um, The first one is to make the connection personally. And then the next suggestion would be make general connections, right? Like you don't have to be friends with everybody, but you can say hi to the folks in the store. If you're dropping your kid off to school, you can, you know, say a hi, a quick little conversation with the parents in line. Um, if you take your kids to little programs or if you going to get you some coffee on a lunch break, um, before work, you could just say, hi, spark up a conversation while you waiting in line. Right. 
Um, you ain't got to tell nobody your life story. You know, you ain't got to exchange phone numbers with everybody that you meet, but you still can make like a human connection, right? You may never see that person again, but it's something about sparking up a conversation. It's something about feeling connected to somebody in a very minute way that can really just kind of help you out. Um, and again, I can't stress enough. You ain't got to be friends with everybody. Okay. You ain't got to tell nobody your whole life story or part of your life story or a fourth of your life story. And you ain't, you just, you might not see the person ever again, but the fact that you are connecting with them just in that moment can really make you feel good, can make the person feel good. And it just brings back humanity. Um, I'll never forget a couple of weeks ago, and this always kind of touches my heart too. You know, my daughter did like a little preschool camp, which isn't the same preschool that she's at now, but it was kind of like a little preschool camp. And, you know, we talked to the parents while we waited to pick them up. And it was this mom who, you know, she seemed really, really nice, right? Um, and she was really nice. And so I just speak, I just say, Hey, um, we'd have a little small conversation. I remember one day I was like, how are you? She was like, girl, it's only Tuesday. And it just had me cracking up. Cause I was like, just her saying that I was able to relate to like, man, it's only Tuesday and we are already tired. So I ran into her in the grocery store after the summer program was over And I just happened to say hi. And she started talking about a situation that she was dealing with and that she was going through. And I was like, oh, I have a connection for you. And, you know, let me give you this number and call this person and that should help you out. And it just felt really good to talk to her. We stood out the store and talked for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And she was like, I'm so glad I ran into you. It was so helpful. And she was like, enjoy the rest of your summer. And I was like, girl, you too. And that was it. I probably won't ever see her again. And we didn't need to exchange numbers. I wasn't looking to kind of be her friend and, you know, connect in that way. But it was good to, again, make a general connection and just assist her and kind of give back. Again, building on rebuilding humanity because Lord knows times is crazy people is crazy and we just need kindness in the world. Okay. Um, and then my last tip for today would be to make a new connection. Um, and again, that kind of piggybacks off of making a general connection because making a new connection, you kind of sparking up a conversation with people and then you kind of seeing where it goes. You being open-minded, um, you are kind of like, all right, we'll see how this turns out. We'll see how things go. You know, maybe we'll exchange a number. Maybe our kids will become friends. Maybe we'll become friends. We'll just see where it goes. But the point with making a new connection is to not be afraid to connect, like to take a chance and to kind of see where it goes, not to get in your head um, and start thinking yourself out of making a connection because of fear or because of just like preconceived notions, just again, get out your head, take a chance and just, you know, one, use some common sense. Cause you ain't going to be friends with everybody. 
everybody that you make a new connection with is not going to turn into a personal connection and a personal friendship, but some might. And so you have to use a little bit of discernment. You have to say, okay, is this somebody I can mesh with? Is this somebody I can gel with? And I do believe in... If you feel like you can gel with somebody initially, you still need to kind of take it slow. Just like a regular old intimate relationship, I put that same thought process into platonic friendships, right? I don't know. We got to just see how this unravels. If we continue to mesh well together, um, if we continue to kind of like be friends if we continue to kind of relate to one another that takes some time you know what i mean the friend i mentioned after the break i've known her since what when did we all get married 2012 we all got married the same year and you know it took some time it took a couple of years before we was like friend friend friends um, and the same with another friend of mine's that I've known since 2008, me and her, um, it just took some time. And even as time develops now, 14 years later, it's still stuff that we learn about each other. Where we're like, girl, what? I didn't know that. And she was like, yes, child. And so you just have to let things unfold slowly. Don't jump into nothing here first, but also don't be afraid to make a connection and just allow yourself to see where things go. Um, and I think these things will help you build community. Um, this was not one of the points that I want, um, one of my points that I was gonna mention, but I'm gonna just add it in there is, you know, get involved in things that can help you make new connections. So if there's a group that you can attend, um, if there is, you know, like sports or, exercise classes that you like to take, um, those type of things can get you in places and opportunities where you can make connections with people that can possibly turn to personal connections. And I know we are in the age where everything is digital, even before COVID, it was like social media craze, right? But no, not to social media because I use it too, but we just have to be mindful of those type of connections, right? Because they're not always necessarily real connections. Um, I mean, they're real, but they're not like real, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't try to make it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all, we all in this social media world, right? Like the connection is real, but it's not as real as meeting with somebody face to face, meeting somebody you know, at work and then becoming friends, meeting somebody at your kid's school and then becoming friends. It's not necessarily the same because social media can be a little dangerous because it's kind of fake sometimes. And so I just encourage, and I say all that to say, like we also are in a Zoom age right now where everything is Zoom meetings or team meetings with Microsoft or, you know, however else we're meeting. And it's just important for us to realize that there needs to be some sort of a physical connection, right? Like a meetup for coffee, just for a few minutes, a quick walk around the block for a few minutes, stopping and talking to your neighbor outside. Like if you still feel comfortable keeping distance and putting your mask on, or if you don't like, just be safe, be smart though. But like, these are actual connections with people. Like that's what I mean by physical connections, looking at somebody in the flesh and they, they eyes and they facial expressions. 
these are the ways that we can kind of connect to people and build that sense of community. Because as people of color, we thrive off of a community of color. All right. So that is it, you guys, for today's episode. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. It was short and sweet. You know, I'd be, I be trying to keep it short and sweet. And so your cultural tidbit today is only one Black historian because this was the last Black historian for our book. And it caught me off guard today when I went to look at the book to get the name of the person. And it wasn't two of them in there because we was on the last person. So your Black abolitionist for this episode is Reverend Samuel Ringgold Ward. He was born 1817 and he died in 1866. I encourage you to look him up. His name will be in my show notes as usual. Um, you can always Google him and just, you know, get your, get your Black history up and learn about these people that I'm putting in here. Don't just listen to their names. Don't just be like, oh, that's cool. You know, go and see what these people did and what these people were about. And if you actually liked when I gave you like a little bio and description of what these people did, then make sure that you um, comment when you leave me a review. Let me know that. You could DM me on Instagram and let me know if you actually prefer me to read these people. I just stopped reading them because I felt like they was making the episode super long. But if you all like that, let me know and I'll bring them back next episode, whenever that episode is. For those who are new, I will explain where these Black historians come from. I will explain my little book. <laughs> For those of you who are newer listeners and don't understand where this book come from, what is Narissa talking about with these Black historians? What what book five is she talking about? Stay tuned to the next episode because it'll be the perfect time for you to learn about it because we will be starting book six, all right? Don't forget to check out my online store, Bloom Into Your Best Self, which you can browse the items at my store at none other than www.bloomintoyourbestself.com. That is where you can find my cultural workbook, my cultural notebooks, my online training can be found there, um, and all kind of other good stuff. I have some new things to come, so stay tuned for that. I'm gonna just leave the, a little suspense there for you. Um, and just, just kind of go over there and browse and explore. Let me know how you like today's episode. Again, DM me on Instagram. My handle is blooming to your best self. Um, you can also email me or leave me a review. And just remember when you do leave a review, it really helps other people find my podcast. It kind of pushes it up in the algorithm. Um, and then by doing that, we together are helping other people be more culturally aware one episode at a time and one listen at a time. So make sure that you leave a review. Alrighty, y'all. That is it for today. Until the next time we chat, I really hope that you do something that will help you bloom into your best self. And I am very excited to have you join me real soon so that you can walk another day in my culture.